This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers. The Reds are on the Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Kettering Health Network, JTM Food Group, Norcom, and by Document Destruction. The Hot Stove League is also brought to you by Cincinnati Bell, connecting what matters. Your tri-state Chevy dealer. Check out their award-winning lineup at your Chevy dealer now. Encore Technologies and Cisco. Salvage Store USA in Wilmington, Ohio. Selling unclaimed freight at huge savings. And by United Dairy Farms, where Highlander Grog Coffee is back for a limited time. Fresher, better, EDF. The Reds are on the now, the Reds Hot Stove League on 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. And good evening, everyone. I'm Jeff Bacor alongside of the glue of the big red machine, Doug Flynn. And welcome to the Holy Grail at the Banks. A great crowd on hand here for the Hot Stove League. Only one more after this week before everything moves out to Arizona, Doug. And uh, it's chilly outside. I wish we were there right now, don't you? Well, why are you not there? Well, I've I have a, a reason, but why uh, are you not in Arizona I'll right I'll be now? there in a week and a half. It's, it's awful nice, isn't it? It is. I can't wait to get Gorgeous. out. Gorgeous. I want to see this new lineup or the new pitching staff we got. It's going to be very interesting. Hey, we got a, a lot on the show today for you. We're going to have Jim Day. He's going to join us here in just a second. Jimmy's out there, of course, for the entirety of spring training. And today, pitchers and catchers arrived. Well, they had to be there. Most of them are already there. Heck, most of the players are out there as well. So beautiful weather out there. It, they greeted them. Uh, if you if you get on Twitter, you'll see Jim has sent a, a lot of stuff out, as has the Reds. Uh, Yasiel Puig uh, taking BP. Whew. You know, one of the things that goes on now with spring training that never used to happen in the past is so many guys are going out like two weeks, three weeks early because when we were there doing the fantasy camp. They're already there. They're already there. I mean, some of them are rehabbing, but a lot of the guys uh, like Peraza, Jose Peraza was there just lifting weights, getting his running in. Nick Senzel was out. Uh, you and, couldn't believe Peraza's size, could you? No, I thought he was supposed to be a little middle infielder. Man, he is buffed. He is big, and we know he can run, but he's got a lot stronger. Uh, one of the most pleasant surprises last year, I think, because he played so well defensively, but also just a quality kid, and his English is getting mucho better. Yeah. All right, uh, some news for the Reds today uh, as Alex Wood, uh, the pitcher they got from the Dodgers, he won his arbitration hearing, and it is something you do not want to be in, do you? After you leave that arbitration well, hearing, you just think you're a horrible player. Why do they want me on this team, right? Yeah, but if you win arbitration, you <laughs> really like it. That's but when you sit there and they tell you everything you've done, the team tells you everything you did wrong, But right? they do that anyway. That's why guys started getting agents years ago. In the early days, we didn't have agents because you would go one-on-one with right. the general manager. And then you realize, why do I want to play for this guy who's telling me how bad I am? So then you got an agent. Now the agents go in there, and they're the front men, and they have a lot more stats that you don't. So I, I think arbitration has – that's one of the reasons why the prices are where they are in the game of baseball. 
So the Alex wins. He gets nine point six five million. The Reds have countered with eight point seven, but he wins. So okay, congratulations. So you don't lose when you go to arbitration. <laughs> you never lose. I know. Right? If you're fighting between eight and a half and nine and a half million dollars, what's a million dollars? I don't know. You're talking to the wrong guy right here, buddy. <laughs> you made all that. I'm just trying to get more. a free pizza from Jim Mooring here. That's a... Yeah, we can only hope about that. That's true, too. All right, Jim Day is uh, out in Arizona, and I think he's on the line with Jimmy. How are you? What's happening, boys? Well, it's great to hear your voice, and uh, uh, you're already slathering on the lotion out there. Beautiful day today. I saw you no. out there bright and early, right? No, no lotion, man. It's like uh, barely reached 60 today and cloudy. I know. Cry me a river. Find <laughs> the JD, there. you got the fire pit going, buddy? But uh, not yet, not yet. It'll be cranked up. But actually, it's going to be unseasonably cold here for probably the next week or so. It'll, it's only going to be in the uh, 50s probably in the next for the next week. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, so a little unusual. But, you know, someone's got to be out here doing this. And it may as well be you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you you sent out some video today, and you put it out on Twitter of Yasiel Puig in the cage, and you said uh, one of your tweets was, the ball just sounds different. And I remember oh. watching Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and Junior and those guys. It is a different sound, isn't it, coming off of the bats of those guys? Well, a lot of these guys, especially the, you know, they've been hitting, but the, the first day where they're actually, the, you know, they're throwing BP to them um, and the K in the, cage you know they, they just don't have their timing down there were a lot of balls that were hitting the top of the cage and um you know they just don't have the time it was week i mean he's just already just blasting them out all over the place um just um swinging out of his shoes and it just the ball just jumps off his bat he is so strong i mean he's such a specimen and it just has a different sound coming off his bat i mean he's in great shape he's chiseled out of granite um, I gotta admit, man, he looks pretty good and all red. Now, I also, you know, I want to talk to you about the interview you did with uh, Sonny Gray, which is on our TV show right now on our Reds Weekly. But before we get to that, have you, have you been able to talk to Puig yet? And uh, how has he been towards you so far? No, he's been good. You know, the first impressions were good. Uh, he was actually on the, the hot stove league when he made his rounds through town a few weeks back. Um, that impression was good. The impression today was good. Um, is the, the normal guy you would expect in the, the setting that they're in right now in spring training, laughing and cutting up with teammates. Um, his English is, is not bad, so he, you know he definitely understands what you're saying, and you can understand what he's talking about. Um, so it's been very good. I mean, let, let's face it, that, the position players haven't officially reported yet. These guys are just here early, uh, and it's really laid back right now. But the first impression, second impression has been very good. You know, that's good. It, it, we've heard so much. Any year you go out to spring training, they're always saying the pitchers are so far ahead of the hitters because they're out here a week earlier. Those days are gone, my friend. I mean, you got guys oh, yeah. getting out there as early as possible. Uh, but it, it's got to be exciting with so many new faces that have come over that it looks like the outfield's going to be different, the pitching staff's going to be different. I would think, and I am very uh, complimentary of our coaching staff and organization, for getting guys out there a little early, let's start getting these relationships started so when the season gets going, we don't really have to speculate who's buddies and who night. Find somebody that's going to be a leader in that clubhouse. Yeah, no doubt. And, then, you know, a lot of guys are making their offseason home out here. You, I think you guys mentioned Peraza earlier. I think he's staying living out here now. Um, Jesse Winker's been here for six months, and i, I got to <laughs> tell you, the first impression of him, I mean, before, I, he's a guy you can joke around with a lot. 
Um, and uh, his upper body he was just kind of like a scrawny kid um, that had a really nice swing. And, man, he really went to work um, and looks really cut and has put on some muscle and looks much, much stronger, got his shoulder fixed. Um, so I really expect uh, great things from him uh, once the season starts, if he gets some regular playing time. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of new faces. I mean, think about a year ago when we were talking about um, – Guys like Tyler Malley, who I still think has a bright future, who was going to be in the rotation. Most likely, Sal Romano was going to be in the rotation. Brandon Finnegan was going to be in the rotation. And all of a sudden, a year later, those guys are on the outside looking in. Uh, one of the surprise things from David Bell uh, the first couple of days out here is the, the writers mentioned to him five guys, you know, do you have your rotation set at least going in? And he didn't want to say, hey, no, it's not set in stone, but they had mentioned Sonny Gray. Alex Wood, Luis Castillo, um, Tanner Roark, and Anthony DiScafani. They mentioned those five guys, and he said, yeah, those are pretty much the five guys. Now, it's not set in stone. Um, so that's, you know, very, very interesting, giving that fifth slot to DiScafani because of what he's done in the past, and he's a little bit older. But these other guys are on the outside looking in, and we're talking about established major league pitchers. Um so it is a much, much different look. Uh, and to have that young talent on the outside looking in and, and, you know, as depth, it makes a huge difference. You know, Jimmy, the last several years that we've gone to spring training and we've pretty much said we've got a lot of good young arms that can throw. Well, that's true. We do have a lot of good young arms that do throw. It's finding those kids that are going to be able to learn how to pitch. Uh, you know, it's nothing for guys to have a 95-plus mile-an-hour fastball, but getting people out, and Lord knows our guys have had a lot of opportunities to prove themselves, and now they're just going to have to do it again to work their way back into that rotation. Yeah, and, you know, you have these guys under control. And like I said, I still think Tyler Malley has a bright future, and even a guy like Sal Romano, who, by the way, he looks like a different guy. He's lost 28 pounds. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a big dude, 6'5", 270. So if you're losing weight off of a 270 frame, it's not like someone that's 170 losing it. But still, uh, he says he feels great, um, has a lot more energy. So bringing these guys in has really motivated these other guys. Like, hey, one, I didn't put up the numbers, and two, now they've got other spots. So I'm fighting for my major league life here, whether it be in the bullpen or perhaps a starting spot. Even a guy like Brandon Finnegan has had uh, showed up and lost a lot of weight. Let me uh, interrupt you for just a second. We've got to take a quick timeout. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk about more pitching in your interview with Sonny Gray. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser and UDF. Hey, Reds fans, check out the new theme ticket packages the Cincinnati Reds are offering this season. They're featuring the Star Wars, Darth Vader, Marvel, Black Panther, Peanuts, Woodstock, and so much more. Guarantee these exclusive promotional items by purchasing the theme ticket packages now. Hurry, limited quantities are available. Purchase today at reds.com slash themes. Those are some really cool bobbleheads that they have with those that the regular fans do not get. you got to get those special packages. All right, Jim Day is out there in Goodyear, Arizona. Jim, as we uh, went to the break, we were talking about stars. And one thing that I, I understand is Tyler Malley he said – he will not go to the bullpen. He's going to be a starter for them. If he cannot make the opening day roster here, that he would start in Louisville. I'm kind of a fan of that. Doug, I don't think is. But, I mean, to me, it's a guy he's been a starter his whole career. 
you know, and, and if something happens, I would think that, wouldn't you, Jim, he's the next guy up, so to speak, right? Well, yeah, and these, these things tend to uh, work themselves out. Unfortunately, uh, injuries come into, into the equation. I hope that doesn't happen. But, uh, I mean, we're talking about a very talented arm, a guy that's still trying to put it all together, but he's shown flashes of brilliance. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not so sure how he would play out of the bullpen. I'm not sure they know. Um, he's been a, a starter his whole time. And, that's, you know, right now the bullpen, I don't want to say it's solidified, but they've um, – there might be one, maybe two spots available down there if you're talking about a sour mono going down there. And now they've signed a Zach Duke into the bullpen. You've got Amir Garrett coming back. You've got the Jared Hughes. You've got Iglesias. You've got Hernandez. Um, see, Lorenzen. Um, you have a group of guys that, you know, I, there's not that many spots available just to say, hey, let's put him down there in the bullpen, assuming that Romano's going to be down there. Um, so, yeah, they, they certainly want to – use this to their advantage as depth. And when you've got a guy with the talents of Tyler Malley as your depth, like I said in the first segment, you're talking about a whole different story than a year ago. I agree with you. When you talk about what's going on with this starting pitching rotation over the last several years, you know, I I can't imagine he wouldn't, if he doesn't make the team as a starter, wouldn't want to go down to Indy. Or Indy. How, how old am I? <laughs> to Louisville and uh, and start pitching and then start working on things because you know that he's going to get an opportunity to come back to the big leagues. He's just too talented. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, all these guys are so hungry now. I mean, this is just um, nothing. Doug, you know this. Dick, you know this. Uh, nothing breeds uh, motivation more than fear and competition. competition. Amen. Um, fear for their job and the competition that's, bring in, that's been brought in. Uh, this is, you know, this is the big leagues. This isn't, you know, high school baseball um, where you're worried about guys' feelings. Uh, it's pro baseball. They're making a lot of money. So uh, it's a big boy's world. Sometimes you got to accept. I mean, it's a game built on defeat. The best hitters, you know, one out of three times get on base. So uh, it's just one of the things you got to deal with. Jim, our Reds Weekly show is airing as we speak right now, and on that we're having your interview you did with Sonny Gray. This is a packed house here, so a lot of the people in here are not being able to see or hear what you guys talked about. So you got to sit down with Sonny Gray and and talk about him coming over to the Reds and rejoining his former college pitching coach, Derek Johnson. How was that and how Sonny's attitude as he gets ready for this first spring training as a Red? Hold on a second. Are you saying that I'm on TV and radio at the same time? Don't you think that's too much of me? pretty amazing isn't it wow i mean he's everywhere i think i think it's too much me but anyways uh no sonny's a pleasant guy and you can just sense i mean he wouldn't say this but i think he's just refreshed to be out of new york and what happened there last year he had an off year um and to reunite with his former college pitching coach uh reunite with his former college catcher kirk casale uh and in new york you know they're their rotation is totally up in the air. They, they, he wasn't even necessarily listed as one of the five. Um, so for him to come over here and get a fresh start and barring injury in the rotation, solidified not only in the rotation but towards the top of it, um, you know, I just think a change of scenery, wiping it clean, um, he, you can just tell that he's, it's really a shot in the arm to him. Good guy, uh, has had good numbers in the past, 
um, looking for big things. In fact, you know, Sonny Gray and Alex Wood, I think, two guys that, have, like, in my estimation, are going to bounce back and have uh, surprise years for those the national pundits around the world. Well, Jim, we've got about two minutes left with you uh, before we let you go. So I would say at this point, obviously, first day and stuff, but we're, we'll stay with the pitching thing. Biggest question mark in the pitching staff, we're going to call it the entire staff. And, you know, as you said, I think the starters are set. What, what, what is the one question mark, if there is one, on this whole staff, you think? Um, I think the biggest question mark, barring injury, would be, you know, who's going to fill out maybe the last spot of the bullpen um, if that the five guys I mentioned in the rotation are the ones that are actually going to make it to the regular season as the starting five. But the biggest question mark is how David Bell, the new manager, is going to handle the fishing staff. Um, we don't know uh, David Bell as a manager other than him um, managing a brief time in AAA for Louisville, um, how he's going to handle it. We've got a new pitching coach in Derek Johnson. So how are they going to handle it? Are you going to put Rysela Glacius in sort of a Josh Hader role sometimes? Uh, or a Lorenzen in a Josh Hader role sometimes, where you put him in in the middle of the game and have him go multi-innings, like uh, Derek Johnson and Craig Council did in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to have a quick hook? you going to let these guys go? you going to utilize your bullpen? Um, so I think those are the biggest questions as far as pitching goes, how they're going to use these guys. Yeah. And finally, you, you got to talk to David Bell. I guess today was the first official uh, morning where he, he meets the press. He has the writers, and you got to talk to him. How was he? How excited is he to get out there on the field in, in uniform? You can just sense it. I mean, he's a soft-spoken guy, but he's got some fire underneath. Uh, and you can just sense the pride in putting on the Reds uniform, and he's given a lot of thought. I mean, he's dreamt about this his whole life. And he said he, he put a, you know, a lot of thought into what he, he gave, the at least just to the pitchers and catchers today, you know, the opening speech, if you will, uh, what exactly he was going to say to those guys. And he just was saying that he was going to try to put himself in the position of the players, which he has been, and what the players want to know. Uh, you know, introduce all the guys. I mean, but there's still a lot of guys getting to know each other, sure. coaches and players, et cetera. Uh, and just let them know what the expectations are. You know, he talks about effort, everything. It's, it's manager slash coach speak. But uh, he kept going back to the, enjoying the process as a team. And that when you enjoy the process as a team and then you start winning, it is so fun and so fun to be together as a team. So it kept going back to the process and team, team, team. So you could tell he's excited. Uh, His head's probably spinning a little bit because this is all brand new to him, not baseball, but at least being a manager. So um, it's a feeling out process, but you could tell he's excited. All right, bud. Well, we'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it, Jim. All right, boys. Stay warm back there. Have fun. See you, J.D. Hey, the Holy Grail Banks of Budweiser are proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for our next show, Wednesday, February 20th, with specials on Bud, Bud Light Buckets at the Holy Grail Banks, Cincinnati's home for sports. I'm Jeff Picoro. He's Doug Flynn. We'll be back and talk more about New York as he managed there. What does that mean to Sonny Gray getting out of there? We'll talk about that when we come back. Welcome back into the Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail down at the Banks. A great crowd on hand here, giving away a bunch of stuff. So if you're down here each and every week, just one more week here at the Holy Grail before everything moves out to Goodyear, Arizona. 
But uh, some really cool stuff. We got uh, uh, the Joey Votto, the Eugenio Suarez bobblehead. Some cool Funko stuff. Funko Pop. Funko Pop. Yeah, yep. that was a big thing last year. Okay. You, you have no idea what that means. I don't have no. a clue. No. Right, let me ask you this. You, you, for those of you out there that don't know, Doug managed in the Mets system, and he was actually manager of the year one season there. And so you've been in here. You played there for the Mets. You know everything about that city. Sonny Gray had a great couple of years in Oakland. He goes to New York, and it kind of fell apart for him. What are some of the pressures in New York that you don't get in Cincinnati or Oakland or other places? Well, one of the biggest things you have to learn to do is deal with the media. Mm-hmm. When I first got traded it, at our clubhouse here, even though we were very successful, we would have five, six, maybe eight to ten reporters. You go to New York, you have 70 <laughs> And everybody's looking for a different angle. And so you'll pick up the paper the next day, and somebody may have written something about seeing you somewhere. So you've got to adjust to that. But, Pick, to be honest with you, if you're in New York and you play hard and you keep your mouth shut, the fans are pretty good to you. Uh, but they're not going to – if you start alibying, making excuses, they'll run you right out of town. And there's been a lot of great players go there that uh, – I just – maybe I was lucky that I wasn't a good player because I got to go there and nobody really got on me too bad because – I had a dog, and, and if you're in trouble and you go over four, bring a dog, and everybody will be nice to you. You won a gold glove there, and you should have won two others. So he went That's because like I knew Jay Horowitz. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> but it, it's really it, – that's why I look for somebody to come out of New York. When you go to a Midwest town like we have right mm-hmm. here, you're going to find less and less of that. The people are going to be friendly. It's We see that at fantasy camp. Right. You know, you go down to a New York Met fantasy camp, and it's like, hey, how you doing? And then you come to a Reds fantasy camp, it's, hey, how you been? Good to see you. How's mom and them? Right. So, you know, you're in good shape. So, I think he'll be able to relax, and all he's got to do is concentrate on getting people out. So, you look at this Reds roster, as so we talked to Jim about the pitching. And, and the one thing to me that is – the amazing transition by picking up the three guys that did, Alex Wood, Sonny Gray, Tanner Roark. Those are the three guys at the top of the rotation. Luis Castillo, Anthony DiScofani. Right now, if you're playing tomorrow, that's your starting five. You look at that bullpen now. They signed Zach Duke. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's a lefty. You also have Cody Reed from the left side, Wandy Peralta from the left side, Amir Garrett from the left side. Okay? The, the mortal locks, Iglesias, Hughes, Hernandez, Lorenzen. I would think those guys are the mortal locks. Amir Garrett, probably a lock. I got to say, Zach Duke, they wouldn't have gone out and signed this guy if he wasn't a lock for the team. So what I'm getting at is, so that still leaves Lucas Sims, Robert Stevenson, Jackson Stevens, Matt Whistler, Sal Romano, Curie Maya, Tyler Malley, Brandon Finnegan. These are all guys that pitched in the big leagues last season. Yeah, but And now most of those guys aren't going to be there. Yeah, that's true. But you go to camp like we have in the last few years, and some of these young players were pretty much given the job. Correct. Now when they go to spring training, they're going to have to earn the job. There's nothing wrong What's with competition. What's the difference in your mind as a player Well, knowing you, that? Well, it, it, it's a middle game. I mean, there's, there's no doubt that these guys have physical tools. As my old coaching buddy once told me, uh, Ray Ripplemeyer, who coached uh, Carlton for years when he was in Philadelphia, he said, Doug, some of them get it and some of them don't. Some of these guys are going to have to start getting it, realizing that 96 is not going to blow by a guy, when, especially when you're 0-2. A lot of guys got got to learn how to pitch ahead in the count and behind in the count, and you got to learn how to compete. Uh, so this is going to leave the door open for a few, but now all of a sudden – they're not going to walk out here on the big league field or in spring training and think they've got the team made. They're going to have to go earn it, and they got some guys in front of them that are pretty darn good. 
as a young player, how tough is it, and I've asked you this question a lot, to bounce between starting role, bullpen role when you're only 23, 24 years old? And I'm talking more mindset. I know you were a, a player instead of a pitcher, but you still know as a, as a manager and coach yeah. around him. Well, you know, you've got a – Daryl Chaney was one of my best teammates I ever had, and he told me, he said, Doug, quite frankly, you're not going to play. So if you're not going to play, then you're going to have to be the best utility player you can be, which means you got to get out of your head any thoughts that you're going to walk out there and beat out uh, Concepcion and Joe Morgan. So he taught me how to be a pro. Well, for some of these guys, they've got to the big leagues. Now someone needs to teach them how to be a big leaguer. That might mean that you've got to get your mind right because all of them came out of high school, a majority of them, and college as starters. Mm-hmm. But you may find out that, okay, that's not my niche here, but I might be the best reliever or the best setup man or the best long guy. Find out where it is and then take on that responsibility of doing it the best you can do it. When you see guys that are doing the best they can do it, the job that they have, that's when your team comes together and you start winning ball games. All right, and that's why it's so important for guys like Jared Hughes and David Hernandez to be around. Those older guys that can, as you were saying, teach those guys how to be a major leaguer. They've all got unbelievable arms now it's the four inches between their ears is the difference between maybe breaking camp in cincinnati and being in louisville exactly and speaking of old guys i saw joe zerhusen here tonight he is an old guy the voice of the reds at the ballpark he's doug flynn i'm jeff pecoro we are live at the holy grail banks come on down still plenty of time for you to come down and join us it's the reds hot stove league presented by budweiser and udf Welcome back to the Holy Grail Banks, Jeff Coro and the glue, Doug Flynn in his Reds Hot Stove League. And hey, the Reds Hall of Fame Museum, presented by Densmore and the Moorline Lager House, have teamed up for brunch, brews, and baseball. This is pretty cool, Doug. It's held on Sundays through March 10th. You begin the day at the Moorline Lager House for brunch. You get a fly to Moorline's award-winning beers, and then you head over to the ballpark for a tour yeah. that includes a stop at the clubhouse. Tickets available at redsmuseum.org. You know, for me and you, we've been in there a million times, but for people who've never been there, it's kind of cool to get to go behind the curtain, so to speak, right? Well, I still like going behind the curtain because that curtain's changed over the last <laughs> few years. I will never forget. Right, let me throw this out there. If you want to join us, you want to give us a call, 1-800-THE-BIG-1, that's 1-800-843-2441, or 513-749-7000 if you're local. I'll never forget uh, when we went to the Dayton ballpark, when it first opened up, Johnny Bench went up there. And he was beside himself because it was so nice. He said, heck, our spring training home, when you guys, it was a, a basically a nail, right? If, <laughs> and if you were you were lucky to get that, if you were a starter, you might have had that, right? Yeah, they had those old wooden lockers Tampa. down there in Tampa. And if you had a bad game, some of those uh, <laughs> Louisville sluggers up against those lockers, they didn't last very long. And they had chicken wire on them. So you weren't separated by much. And now, of course, <laughs> you've got 30-something TV screens in there. you got a place to... Plug in your phone, your computer, your lawyer's number, everything. It's just, it's really pretty cool. It is pretty amazing. And they it? got good, clean towels, too, and, and soap. They got real <laughs> soap in the locker rooms now. All right, here, for those of you who don't know, it's spring training now and at Fantasy Camp. You go to Fantasy Camp. They have these companies out there cooking on woods, one of them, mm-hmm. and, and the guys out there that, that are, are fabulous. Breakfast, full breakfast, lunch, full breakfast. Players, they go out Every there. Every day. They, they got to be there in the morning. The Joey Vados of the world. Anything they want to eat. What did you guys have at spring training? Well, you're getting personal now. <laughs> this, folks, I'm telling you, this is he's well, if not you, lying. This is true. If you were if you were at spring training in the 70s, you'd go in at lunch and you would have 
some watered-down chicken soup, maybe. Uh, Was there any chicken in it? If you got there early. After Bench and Perez and Rose and After Morgan Perez and, and Bench got there, there wasn't much left at all anyway. <laughs> but they got a little bit of soup, and then you might get a piece of celery, maybe a piece of fruit. By the time we got in there, you had watered-down Gatorade and a pat on the back and said, you're in the – you're in the minor league kids or you're in the professional baseball, what do you want? Now you go out there, and I mean, it's like going, it's like coming here to eat. Whatever you want, you got your own food. Am I bitter? No! They tell those stories. I can remember the big, in Sarasota, they had that big pot that Bernie would make hot dogs, and those things would be sitting in there for hours. How about days? Oh, I know. Interesting. But, you know, that's one of the things I'm glad they changed because they got the meal money up where guys could eat. Well, I mean, we all got to eat whether you're in the minor leagues or not. We take a 12-hour bus ride, and they give you a piece of bread that looks like somebody sat on it. (laughs) And then you looked in it, it had some kind of mystery meat that they found. And you'd eat it, and they'd say, what's wrong with you, boy? You can't play on this? And you go, no. Play better, and you get to the big leagues, and you eat a little bit better. There you go. And they're right. All right, I want to ask you this question. Uh, The outfield right now. Uh, Obviously, Billy Hamilton's gone. You got Jesse Winker, Matt Kemp. Scott Shepard, Yasiel Puig, Philip Irvin, and you're going to throw Nick Senzel in there as well. You don't really have a center fielder. We saw Nick Senzel play in college at Tennessee. Great athlete. You think he can handle center field, don't you? I do think he can handle center field if that's what he wants to do. I mean, he's an outstanding infielder. We know that, and he can swing the bat. But he's such a good athlete that when you see him play any position, he looks like he's very natural at it. The thing that surprised me probably more than anything was what a good athlete Scott Schebler is. Mm-hmm. We saw him play good right field. He could go up on the fence, get a ball, excellent speed. We're never going to have Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton's guys come along once in a lifetime to play that kind of defense. But Philip Irvin uh, was getting better player. out there. Yep. So the, what I like is going to be competition. I mean, what's going to happen? Is Kemp going to play? Jesse Winker, who we know he can swing the bat. He's getting healthier. He's strong. He's feeling good. Uh, it's going to be for a good spring for a lot of guys to prove themselves. Do any of those guys you mentioned, and, and we go with the big four, I guess we could call them, and you add Senzel to that list and you add Urban to that list, but are those big, any of those guys going to get 600 bats, or is it one of those where David, and especially for Matt Kemp, he can't play every day anymore. Six years ago he was well, the best know, player in baseball. Yeah, but, you know, you look at a guy who's on the last year of his contract, Right, well, exactly. And if you look back through the history, most guys on the last year of a contract seem to come out and have pretty good years. So you're going to see the very best of Jeff Kemp. I mean, he's an all-star. He's proven he can swing the bat. Uh, but I think rotating four players is not such a bad idea when you got him from right side and you got Winker from the left side. One of them will have to prove themselves. So 400 bats between four guys and then whoever plays yeah, center field? and you're probably looking at 40 home runs and probably 100 RBIs. Hey, any way you can get it done. You've seen Puig play. Can he play center field? He's got a cannon for an arm. I know. know. I've seen a lot of good arms that couldn't play center field, though. You Uh, think Shebler could do it every day? What's your next question? You know, and it's it's interesting because you're a guy that's been there, done that, and you've also coached and managed. And a lot of times a guy only playing two days a week can still be successful. Because Sally's a great example of that. If he plays every day. There are flaws in his game that get exposed, correct? No, you know, I'd like to see if, if it comes down to that. If, could Shambler play every game? I don't I don't know. Has he played every game when he played right field? Right. Uh, so you look at the history of the guys, and what you're hoping for is everyone is at the top of their health and has their best season ever. So I'm not going to go out here. I, yeah, I'm on the Puig bandwagon. He's a really good player. But we know Yasiel Puig. 
He's a guy that's had five tools for six years in the big leagues, and everybody keeps waiting for that lightning to strike. Maybe it will here in Cincinnati. If it does, it could be pretty good. All right, we're going to take our final break. If you want to join us, 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE or 749-7000 to get on board. He's Doug Flynn. I'm Jeff Bacora. We are live at the Holy Grail Banks. It's the Reds' Hot Stove League show, and we'll be back with our final segment right after this. Welcome back into the Reds' Hot Stove League. Jeff Bacora, Doug Flynn, and Glue. We have got a caller from Georgetown. His name is Benny, and I think he enjoyed you, your favorite second baseman. Benny, what's going on? How you doing? Good. Uh, I have one of your rookie cards. I wonder if I, how you get it signed. If I would sign your rookie card? Yeah, would you sign my card for me? <laughs> sure. Yeah, how about I get it to you? To send uh, I work mail. at Central Bank downtown in Lexington. You can leave it off there and send it to Doug Flynn and leave an address, and I'll send it back to you. How's that? Uh, uh, sounds good. We actually Thank got you. A, hey, we got a bank in, in Georgetown, too, so just take it by there, and I'll pick it up. Uh, Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you. You have a good night. You too. Thanks, Benny. How about that? I got a fan. So let's see. Well, you got a, a fan. You have a woman here that has your jersey It's on. Margie's birthday tonight. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Margie. Margie. How about that? I love your jersey. All right, quick question, Dougie, as, oh. we, as we, we're almost out of time here. but So your infield comes back complete. You have a gold glove catcher. You've got a all-star gold glove first baseman, all-star second baseman, all-star third baseman, and Jose Peraza, who, in my opinion, made a bigger leap defensively maybe than anybody on that infield last season. What do you think about that infield? Well, it's a good infield, and it's a good offensive infield. And I think they've proven at times they can be very good defensively. Scooter gets a lot of knock because he's a little unorthodox. You can still be unorthodox and be pretty good. Well, I, so just let me interrupt you real quick. A lot of people don't understand. Scooter had a bad shoulder almost exactly. the entire season last year. It was yep. his right shoulder. Which so affected I give him, him a little bit of pass. Yeah. You, you give him a look. No, it's a big league. You can't give anybody a pass. <laughs> Let's go. But he, he, you know, he's solid. He yep. doesn't make any uh, silly mistakes. Sure. Peraza got very, very good. Suarez was having a good gold glove. Now, I think he'll be even better this coming year. So, you got, I love this team now. We're leaving for spring training. I'm not going to make any predictions, but I love what I see with this team. I love the attitude I see with this team. I like the way that the relationships are starting to mess with these guys over the last couple of years. I think they're where they have been looking to be for the last couple Can of years. Can Suarez become the leader of this team? No. It still has to be Joey. I No. I think somebody else. In my opinion, it's Tucker Barnhart. And, and I say that because Tucker's in most of the time. Tucker's a good kid. Tucker's not worried about what his batting average is. He's not worried about any of that. Now, Suarez, I think, is wonderful. Here's a kid who came over here and says, I'm going to learn to speak English. I'm going to learn to communicate. I'm going to sign autographs. And he does everything that you'd want a teammate to do. As a manager and a coach and a former player, do you have to have a leader for the American-born players and a, a leader for the Latino oh, players? Now, you, now you're going back to the Big Red Machine days where you had Tony Perez exactly. for the Latins, Joe yes. Morgan uh, for the African-Americans. Do you Americans. need to have that now? Because You don't need to have it, presence. but it certainly helps to have it. And I think if the Reds were to get that, I mean, it'd be good. But let me tell you something. they got a bunch of quality kids on this ball really? club. You know, and you've been around them. And if you're around the Cincinnati Reds team, they got some good people. And it would behoove all of us to get out there and back this team because uh, I think we're going to see some good baseball. As long as we beat Milwaukee, that's all I'm worried about. <laughs> all right, real quick, any hot fishing holes we can hit the weekend? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, the fish are biting Ooh. at Dale Hollow right now. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And the weather's going to be just right for 
I don't know if you can get a tan down there in 35 degrees, but we'll try. Have you found any place to fish yet out in Arizona? No, I have not. But I'm going out for a little bit of spring training. I know you are, so am I. So, so well, let's find a place. <laughs> well, this, this was fun. Dougie, always a great time to be with the glue. My great friend from Lexington Central Bank here, Doug Flynn, is, is one of the best. And we appreciate all of you people coming out here in person. And thanks for listening to us on the Hot Stove League. Don't forget, next week is the final Hot Stove League here at the Holy Grail before everything moves out to Goodyear, Arizona. So don't forget to come out and join them again next Wednesday night at 6 o'clock here at the Holy Grail, one of the great places here. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, and spring training is officially underway today. So everyone is there. All the pitchers and catchers got there on time, and uh, all the position players have to be there this weekend. It is a great time. So for Doug, I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to us. Have a great night, everyone, and we will see you again next week. Hey, don't forget to watch us on TV, too, on our, our fun Reds Weekly Show. Thanks, Doug. Have a great night, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.